welcome to Through the Marketing Lens, a podcast designed to propel your business forward. I'm Katrina, your host, marketing obsessor, and an entrepreneur turned business and marketing strategy coach for women who want to start, grow, and scale their businesses with power. I see what works and what doesn't, and I'm going to share it all. I'm showing up for you here every Tuesday to deliver business tools and strategies in fluff-free episodes. So let's dive in together. Welcome to my very first episode. I am totally celebrating with a bottle of champagne tonight because this podcast has been a dream of mine for a really long while, and here we are. In today's episode, I wanted to dive into the foundation of your business. I thought it was very apropos to start at the beginning, given this is my first episode, of your business. I promised you fluffy episodes, so here we go. Okay, so first of all, what do I mean by the foundation of your business? I really consider the foundation of your business to be anything and everything that needs to be done before you're actually making your sales. I'm going to focus on the business back end today. And then next episode, I'm going to launch into more of your brand strategy work also needs to be done before you're making sales. So today I'm talking about that checklist of things that needs to be complete to make your business official. And while the back end stuff I know is not super sexy, it is super, super important for any successful business to have these things really hammered out before they're making sales. I've seen so many businesses have to go back and fix things that they didn't do right the first time to set themselves up for success. And it can be really expensive and really time consuming to clean that up. And I just want to say, you know, once you have clients and you're spending time on your clients or your customers, you're not going to want to go back and spend quality time on the things to clean it up you are going to get busy, right? So let's commit to doing these things upfront, investing the initial time and money to do it. And um, that's going to really save you a ton later. I do have a downloadable freebie on this on my website. You can grab it. I'm going into way more detail on this episode. If you want to grab that freebie, go over to my website, katrinaaronson.com, and it is there waiting for you. I do want to disclose, I am not a lawyer. So what I'm about to walk you through is things I have done with myself and with my clients. I'm going to give you my best advice, but this is not in lieu of a lawyer. Okay, so take out your notebook and pen and start jotting this down. Number one, what is the structure of your business? LLC, S-Corp, partnership, sole proprietorship. And if all of this stuff is kind of getting jumbled up in your brain, that's okay. You need to do the research on what makes the most sense for you because there are different tax implications, liability implications, how you have to pay yourself. Okay, so understanding what makes the most sense for you, all you have to do is basically Google it. I like to reference LegalZoom because they have great resources for the layman and I do highly, highly recommend going the route of a business lawyer if this is your first time setting up a business, especially if you are brick and mortar. 
I know that that can be a costly decision, but it will pay for itself later. If you do not have the cash flow to do that, I have a second option for you. And that is to go the route of LegalZoom, which is way cheaper than going the route of a business lawyer. You are getting access to lawyers. I want to disclose that while they're doing a lot of stuff for you, they are a business and they're going to try to upsell you on various things that you just don't need to be paying for. So make sure that you know what you're checking off and what you're paying for before you do that. Okay. And of course, you can also do this yourself. You can set up an LLC in your state by going through your government entity. If you are savvy in these things, it's really not a big deal. I've personally gone this route and done it for myself before. For my brick and mortar, I absolutely enlisted an attorney. But for my online businesses, once I had done this before, I felt okay doing it myself and I did that. So that is completely up to you. Now, once you have that documentation and you are set up, I'm going to call it an LLC as an LLC, and you're ready to move forward, you're going to need to file for an EIN or a tax ID. Same thing, which is basically a social security number for your business entity. You're going to need this number to open up a bank account, to pay your taxes. Um, You don't necessarily need an EIN for a sole proprietorship, but I don't love the choice of not getting one because you're going to need your social security number and you're going to have to write it on all this documentation. Whenever you cannot write your social security number on things, let's go that route. So file for an EIN. And once you have that EIN tax ID number, which you can also use a business attorney to do or legal zoom or do it yourself. And if you don't know how to do it, it's okay. Google how to file for a tax ID. And I promise you that is online. Once you have your tax ID and your business formation documents in hand, we're moving on to opening a bank account. I know a lot of people wait to do this step. Do not do that. And for many reasons, not just because you want to have a bank account, because this is actually some mindset work here. Once you mentally know that you have a bank account, in the name of your business, doesn't it feel like your business is so much more official? I have heard so many women say to me that it's just this little thing that I do, or it's just a hobby. I freaking hate that. If you're going to do this, step into it and do it. So open up your bank account and make yourself feel like this is real because it is. And for you in the eyes of the IRS, this is really important too. It's going to keep your finances nice and clean for the love. Do not get audited. And if you do, I want you to have a really easy solution and not get stuck in a mess. So having a bank account is one way to make sure things are really clean and making sure your inflows for your business and your outflows for your business are only going through this bank account. No exceptions. Okay. So I want you to now think about how you're going to be taking your payments because you have a bank account, but you're not able to swipe from a credit card into your bank account, right? So we need to think about, are you going to be using PayPal for invoicing? Are you going to be using a system that's through your store? It it depends on whether or not you have a brick and mortar or if you're doing this online, right? So there's various ways that you can go. I use PayPal for my invoicing and I'll tell you why. 
because I really like that people know what PayPal is. They've seen this before. They already trust it. It's not something they have to sign up for. They make it really simple. If you have a brick and mortar, this might not be the best option for you, but they do have swipe options as well and chip options. There are lots of services out there. Do not let this be the thing that paralyzes you. And let me tell you why, because you're not paying for these systems up front. The way that these um, systems work, like PayPal, you're going to be paying them a percentage of your payments that you take in. So let's say a customer pays you $100. PayPal takes 1% of that or whatever the percentage is. So for every $100 that you're taking in, you are giving PayPal $1. So it's not costly to switch these services is my point. So this should not paralyze you. Pick a system that makes sense for you. Go with that. And if you decide to switch going forward, no big deal. Okay, so now you have that hammered out. And I want you to make sure that you're properly registered, not just as an LLC, but what does your city and your county require for you to be operating there? An LLC is a state certification. So you need to understand what business requirements for your specific industry are in your city and county. And the the easiest way is to go to your local business office and ask questions or call them. You can also navigate this online, but you know, they're very knowledgeable there. So that's a really easy option. I know that you might be listening to this and we're still in the pandemic, so it may not make it super easy to go, but they have funds. All right, moving on. Does your business require you to take sales tax in? You need to fully understand this before you are actually making any sales. Before any sales come into your business, this is something that's super important for you to dig into. Where I live in Florida, most service-based businesses do not require you to take sales tax in. However, if that business, that service-based business offers any retail, let's say a yoga studio that sells mats, the mats have to be taxed because they are not a service, they're a good. So make sure you know what needs to be taxed, what doesn't, and at what rate so that you're putting in the correct percentages in your invoicing system that you go with, right? So PayPal or whatever you choose, you're putting the correct percentage on the correct products. It sounds really confusing, but once you get that down, it's pretty simple. I want to note That regardless of whether or not you charge sales tax to your clientele, you may have to submit a monthly or quarterly report to the Department of Revenue. In Florida, and I'm speaking to Florida because that's where I live, if you have a sales tax license, you have to submit whether or not you actually collected sales tax. So you would submit you collected zero, okay? So just make sure that you check with your state department of revenue about the rules so that you don't get slapped with a bunch of fees down the line. I've heard of businesses that don't actually submit, but they have this license. So when they realize, oh gosh, I was supposed to be submitting, now they're getting slapped with all these $50 a month fees or whatever it is that they charge now. All right. So at this point, you're at a place where you can actually take in a sale, but stop. We still have some branding work to do. Some of these 
the things that we went through today take a couple of days or a week, you know, forming an LLC, for example. So I want you to go down this list, make sure you have everything together. And we're going to go into branding next week. So like I mentioned, next episode, I'm going to walk you through the basics of branding strategy. This is the beginning of building your business in terms of your brand. And if you're already up and running, great. This is still incredibly helpful for you to establish who you are even more as a brand and what that offers your clients. It's about the clarity on your end so that your client can be even more attracted to you. And do you know what that translates into? Sales. I also want to share that I am launching a brand new business course that is built for you, starting your business from scratch and giving you the tools to get going all the way to the beginning of marketing strategies that you can then replicate over and over to make sales confidently with a kick-ass plan. This course is called Building a Badass Business. How great is that name? So the waitlist is open right now. We are finishing up the details of the course, so I can't share everything. But if you want first dibs and you want waitlist pricing, you have to jump on the waitlist now. That is also on my website, katrinaaronson.com. You guys, thank you so much for joining me for episode one of Through the Marketing Lens, a podcast designed to help propel your business forward. I am so grateful that you've trusted me with your time. If you like what you're hearing, please, please rate and share this podcast. This is how these little engines thrive. And I will see you next week to talk about branding strategy.